0: Emily's not gonna join it, so I think it's just, just the five of us.
1: Know, <laughs> only five
2: people what on a podcast? S- so <laughs> intimate. I don't know if I'm ready
0: to This feels like a normal it. podcast to me, so <laughs> <laughs> let me close my Pinterest and my script for Hamlet, which is up here for some reason. No.
3: Yes. Get ready. I might have some controversial takes on this episode on this movie. <laughs> I might be I might be defending some unpopular positions on this one.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Oh, boy.
3: But in the spirit of Hamlet, I will, I will bear those slings and arrows.
0: <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the podcast where we hold horror to progressive standards it never agreed to. Tonight... We're talking about the, I don't even know how to phrase this, it's like the second relaunch only sort of connected to the remake of the Evil Dead franchise, but boy is it wild, it's called uh, Evil Dead Rise. I am your host Jeremy Whitley, and with me tonight I have a panel of cinephiles and Cenobites. Bites. First they're here to challenge the sexy werewolf, sexy vampire binary, my co-host Ben Kahn. Ben, how are you tonight?
3: Oh boy, the Metal Gear Solid Five of movies in that I really like it for what it is, but don't like it as part of the series it's a part of. But we'll get into that in my whole evil Dead
0: fandom. This could also be called The Phantom Pain, though, I'm just saying. Uh
3: If it had just been called that, I would have been like, oh, what a great movie, can't wait to dive into this. But instead, I'm bringing, like, fan feelings uh, fucking most noxious
0: of <laughs> uh, emily is in portland uh, this week at rose city comic-con so we have three guests with us tonight first uh, a returning guest and friend of the podcast comics writer land Pitts. land welcome back land land a- Lan is flexing <laughs> all right flexing to be here <laughs> flexing to be here and uh, two brand new guests we're so excited to have uh, both ben and i have been on their podcast so it seemed like the best time to bring them on ours From the Home of Superior podcast, we have Adam and Brent. Guys, great to see you. Woo! Hello. Thank you for having us.
2: It's great to be here.
3: Oh, man. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming on tonight. It is so much fun to have you here.
2: I'm spooked already. I'm ready to uh, really dive into my my horror. It's a
3: spooky movie.
2: (laughs) I uh, was hoping I could get bonus points because I wore my little cleaver earrings.
3: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yes, you do. You we, We've we instituted a point system now in this podcast. You're the first person to ever earn points. We never That's had great. Do this. But you're now winning. So Brent it's is
2: so one important the most, to me.
1: Yeah, Brent is one of the most competitive people looking for nonsense games I've ever met. So I'm very excited
3: to see us wrap these up. Over the
1: course. If
2: I lose any points during this entire podcast, I'm going to be devastated.
3: <laughs> I mean, I get it because I think my personal Necronomicon is the rule book to any board game. <laughs> every game night has begun with no I promise once you understand you'll have a fun time and every time that has been a bold and mu- a how lie. much how many times
2: do you go I'll just take my blood just take my blood I don't I don't care what the rules are just have it
3: would literally rather be bitten by Dracula yeah I'm like really I don't have to know what the fuck a settler or Catan is that sounds colonialist I'm not interested Dracula just go it'll be quicker
0: <laughs> Uh yeah so uh this movie is directed by Lee Cronin, who uh, recently directed A Hole in the Ground, which I, I think is probably the best known of his, his other films. Another scary movie with kids. He also wrote this one. It is, as been suggested, not entirely an Evil Dead movie, but it takes sort of like the concept of the book and the uh, you know scary demon possession and, and throws it on a very different scenario, which it- I, I know to some people is going to be not their thing to me it was like a a welcome change of pace especially after i have very mixed feelings about the the evil dead remake
3: it's very i feel like the premise is almost what if they played the deadites completely straight and for maximum horror which fair but i don't really come to evil dead to see horror played straight
1: right well, and this is like an offshoot of the, of the remake. So that was also like very intensely real, not realistic, but you know, evil, actual evil dead. Very, also the first yeah. one. Like I feel like it was only two and three that ever really had major comedic elements well, two,
3: three and then Ash versus evil dead. Yeah. That's which right, I, I, love, stars, I love so. Ash versus evil oh, dead. Okay. So like, so again, like, I don't think that, oh, it needs to be Bruce Campbell and Ash. Like I don't like, but there is like, a certain horror comedy tone that, like, I, that is what I love. Again, like, me and Jeremy, we do this every week. I'm watching horror movies that take themselves completely seriously all of the time. And that, and those Evil Dead movies just stand out as this, like, oasis of wonderful, gory silliness in this, self-serious desert of a cinematic landscape.
0: I will say that that kind of makes sense because that is part of what bothered me about the Evil Dead remake is that, you know, Evil Dead 2 obviously doesn't take itself seriously. Evil Dead 1 is even to an extent fun. But like the fact that it it feels like the identity crisis of of Evil Dead movies because they're like, but what if they were at a cabin in the woods because one of them was addicted to drugs and needed (laughs) to get out there to get off of that shit instead of they were just out there to, like, be teenage kids and have sex.
3: I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like somebody wrote a screenplay for a horror movie about this mom possessed who attacks her kids or her sister, and the studio went, we like the screenplay, we'll greenlight it if you can make it, like, part of this franchise that we have because IP.
2: As someone whose entry point to the Evil Dead franchise was Army of Darkness, this feels like a yeah. really grounded movie. <laughs> this feels <laughs> yeah. so sensible. I'm like, oh, they live in a house and not the Middle Ages. That seems great. There's
1: still some I mean, I guess to me, the entire movie, the entire court construct of the movie is very. Can't, I think it's very gory and it's played very seriously. But like, I know Brent, you and I watched it together. And to me, it's there's so many moments that are just like laugh out loud or still squirmy funny. Like oh, it's yeah. such a it's such an there's d- a few silly nightmare yeah. experience. I mean, a, li- a little like a child chokes on his own brother's eyeball. Like I don't. No,
3: <laughs> th- I had that. That's my favorite part of the whole movie. No, she bites out the dude's eyeball and then spits it out. Another person chokes on it. That is Evil Dead perfection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that what, is what, what I, works. That's what I one. come to Evil Dead for.
0: What, what works about this one is it has the same impulse, I think, as an Evil Dead 2. That it's like any other movie, you would write some of these scenes and be like, that's too far. I'm going to scale it back a bit. And this movie is not interested in scaling it back. It is at 11 from like 15 minutes in.
2: Yeah, yeah. Make a Rube Goldberg out of eating eyeballs with this woman. Oh, no, no, no. Throw them all together. Make them a giant leg arm monster. It's fine. Who cares? There are no rules. Evil dead.
0: Yeah. And I I feel like it takes that in ways that normally I would be bothered by, by like, there's sort of this unspoken horror movie rule of, like, you don't fuck with the kids. The kids get out okay, and if they yeah. don't, it's, you know, it's a big, tragic thing. And, like, the kids not only mostly die in this movie, spoilers, and also kid I... but, like, <laughs> they they get to get in on the crazy being possessed, murdering people, doing horrible things side of and
3: it. And that's great. I love that. I I love that this movie went that far that it was mm-hmm. willing to kill kids have them be fucked up horror monsters would have been great if i was emotionally invested in those kids though well
1: you didn't like a dj and a nondescript middle-aged child and a baby that learns well, about mommy there's dj
3: there's protester and there's <laughs> and there's fucking there's dj there's protester and there's newt yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. to the point where you can pinpoint the moment in the movie where you can just splice in Ripley going, "Get away I'm from like... her,
2: you bitch."
3: The now,
0: fact You are forgetting my favorite child, Stephanie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, this kid is definitely the murderer. This is like the origin story for their murder spree. Like that kid made a staff called Stabitha or whatever. Just
0: ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get into it. Our, our cast is uh, we have Lily Sullivan, who is Aunt Beth, our unlikely protagonist. Uh Alyssa Sutherland, who plays the mother Ellie, who will be possessed, and deserves every award she can possibly get for this performance. Oh yeah. She is incredible. Incredible. MVP. Um, Gabrielle Eccles, who plays Bridget, the you know, protester daughter. Morgan Davies, who plays the deeply unlikable DJ son. <laughs> and <laughs> and Nell Fisher, who plays Cassie. The future murder spree child, yeah. So it is also great in that we get a, a start. We start with a whole different bit of story. We've got three characters that are sort of camping out at this lodge in the the woods, very sort of Evil Dead style. Teresa is uh, sitting out at the at the docks, trying to enjoy herself while casual reading weathering heights as you do when you're a horrible college kid, I guess.
3: I, I do love the opening shot of that classic Sam Raimi POV camera. Yeah. And then the reveal yeah, that yeah, it yeah. is a literal drone shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Be, the drone is being controlled by Caleb, who is, we are told the asshole boyfriend of Jessica, who is the connecting piece between these two characters who, Clearly hate each other for moment one, but it won't matter because they're not long for this world anyway. Um I want to know what happened to their friends. I like love the
1: the entire time she's just like where are your friends that you said? They I mean, the clearly
0: they've met Caleb. They were like, No, <laughs> we're not that's okay. Jessica is sick for some for some reason. We don't really get a details about this until uh Tabitha goes to check on her or mm. Teresa goes to check on her. She is clearly writhing and, and talking to herself in the bed and you know. If, we've, if you've seen an Evil Dead movie, you know what's coming with her, um, and she she gives a dramatic reading of Wuthering Heights over Teresa's shoulders. Teresa's reading it. As I was reading it, I was like, "Oh man, the English major in me is coming out." Is like, I know what this is. I hate that I know what this is. And so it's the
2: thing. It's the thing in the Evil Dead franchises for demons to love to show off this like party trick. Like I know what yeah. you're looking at. Ooh, aren't I so cool? It's an Ace <laughs> of Spades. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you're reading Chaucer I mean, right now. I remember that.
3: What I always liked, what I always was there was, what I realized there was more of, was the shit talking from the Deadites. Like, there, there's some of it, but I wish there was like more. Like, you know, that level at the end where, spoilers, she's just like ahead and she's still taunting the sister. That's kind of the level I want. I wish the Deadites were at like the whole movie.
1: That I would like, definitely that agree level with. of fucked yeah. up. Because they're in the older versions, like, they're fucking nuts. They're just, like, constantly screaming. Yeah, just being annoying.
3: Because that's what Deadites are. It's like, it's not just that they're... To me, that's what always makes Deadites both, like, funny and personality-driven and kind of terrifying in their own way is that Mm -hmm. they're not just zombies or or strong zombies. They're zombies capable of emotional torture.
2: Yeah, they're... Like, intentional
3: emotional torture.
2: They're decaying, real housewives who are not pretending that they're
0: decaying.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, the, and and not that there was none of it. There, there definitely yeah. was. I just, I just wish more.
0: Yeah, it, I, I feel like it's fun when we do get it. I mean, I think Jessica gives it to us a lot in this first section. Uh, mm-hmm. She grabs Teresa oh, yeah. by the ponytail Je- and literally fucking... scalps her, which is oh, hey, that was snatched. Race. That was snatched. <laughs>
3: beautiful. Oh, <laughs> uh, that. I love the opening scene. The whole opening scene is fucking flawless.
1: Yeah. The title card alone is just g- gorgeous, in horrifying way. that I'm just like, wow, what a fucking cool way to introduce this movie.
0: Jessica as the demon opting to hit herself in the face with the drone, I think was extremely, <laughs> that's extremely evil bed to me. Of the Like she grabs oh, yeah. it and looks at it and she's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> just hits herself in the face with the spinning blades of the drone and falls into the water and then straight up decapitates Caleb as a, uh, a follow-up to that
3: amazing uh,
0: yeah which is followed by one day earlier a sentence which you will inevitably forget in this movie at some point point. <laughs> and we're introduced to beth uh, as she takes a pregnancy test in the bathroom at a rock show which is very specific i feel like <laughs> you know immediately a lot about beth someone
1: definitely did their homework on how to establish a character within like Two seconds of a movie, so I, I appreciate the setup, and I was like, "Man, is this really shoehorned in
3: about who this character is?" I have mixed feelings about Beth. Not that there's anything wrong with Beth as she's depicted, but just—and again, this is me kind of once again judging the movie for what it un—unfairly, may I add? <laughs> I'm a bad—I'm a bad judge. Like I am biased. Like this is—I was not, about to say, I was like, "This is not, like a, not a bias." it is this is not a fair review do not put this shit on rotten tomatoes (laughs) i guess just like what i hadn't imagined in my head was this is where like it was all on the kids where like they were the main characters with the mom and then because to me when i heard the premise i'm like ooh, that's very compelling especially at this time like hey i remember a time when like your mother like is your whole world that's like your whole safety that like the if she's gone like your entire conception of the world is gone, and for your mother to not only be dead but like this demonic force attacking you, and you're just a child. That's some like it chapter one taken to like next level, and I kind of just felt like we. I kind of felt like Beth. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but just that she was just kind of a like the tension was a little bit reduced just by having her there. Just that like there is an adult around who is nominally capable. It just kept it from being that quite that. And again, while sure she's an adult, there's nothing she can fucking do against this fucking demonic force, but just that it it just made it seem a little more even than these kids, just these, like these fucking little kids against their own mother who has how, been possessed.
1: How else were they going to teach you though? that No matter what type of woman you are, you can always be a mother. <laughs> It's like I feel like the messaging. There's a lot of heavy handedness going on, but I'm
3: like, oh god, Bro. that was the theme of this movie, wasn't it? <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even put those pieces like together. I was, oh. I was hoping
1: at some point she would save Cassidy at the end and then just be like, "I'm getting an abortion. <laughs> <just really> cool, <laughs> that's your choice." I'm not great.
0: bringing children into this movie. Right. Right. The, exactly. Yeah, I I feel like that. Yeah, that's a little the the takeaway of this movie is a little. Uh, And I think part of that, to me, my biggest gripe with with Beth as a character, if I have one, is that Ash in the first two movies is like, loser, parentheses, positive, and Beth is like, loser, parentheses, negative. Like, you know, (laughs) she is like, she is... She doesn't know her own sister sister is divorced. Yeah, she doesn't know her sister is divorced, and that he has left their kids behind with her. Does not, like... She is actually good at her job which is good but also yeah. she is presumably sleeping with somebody in the band which is bad mm-hmm. and you know is is pregnant hey, it, it could be another
3: technician result. she's sleeping sure. with I, it could a- be a different coworker she's sleeping with <laughs>
1: I give some dings on Ellie though, the sister, because I mean, when they were like, you were divorced, you didn't, you should have called me. And she's like, I called you twice. And I was
2: like, that seems like a twice, smother mouth. Twice? You called twice? You left an, an answer on my answering machine? Are you kidding me? You expect me to check that? Text me. Come on.
3: I am with you on that one. Yeah, I am with uh, team Beth.
2: Hey, can I defend a Beth here? Cause she's taking a lot of flack. She's getting a lot of judgment from people and about her ability to parent. And I don't think that's fair. She hasn't even been a mother yet. Oh, I mean, this is like day I don't one think, for her. I don't think Beth does anything wrong in the movie. I'm just judging
3: her against this theoretical movie that doesn't exist anywhere, but in my head. <laughs> and I to see.
0: Yeah. Again, and I not like... a fair assessment. I feel like there's nothing wrong with Beth except for sort of the circumstances in which we meet Beth. I, I, I would almost rather Beth just be a stoner and a loser in the you know, sort of traditional sense in which women can also be losers. Yeah. They don't have to be, they don't have to have an unwanted pregnancy from, you know, uh, somebody that they work with for it to be like, oh, that I have to go see my sister and she's going to like talk shit about me because she thinks I'm a groupie and now I am yeah. pregnant from somebody that I work with, which seems like mean? maybe that's giving the opposite impression of what I've been trying to instill yeah. in her about this job.
3: Women can absolutely be losers. They got like four seasons out of that for Broad City.
2: <laughs> can we talk about how Ellie is just in the absolutely ridiculous position of being a tattoo artist trying to judge Beth for working? I with really a band?
3: enjoyed that. What? Who that, are that, you high roading
2: here? What are you yeah, talking about?
3: That was I. I'm really glad you brought that up because that was really funny to me. That your, that customers,
2: like... your customers are my band members. What the fuck are you talking about?
3: And it does appear that she's like working out of her own like condemned apartment. Th- seriously,
1: seriously. Those fucking units have the greatest floor plans on the planet. And yet like it's the most dilapidated building. Like nothing, I, yeah, nothing makes sense. Like
3: glass house for sure From Mallory. Look, no, my partner is a tattoo artist. Like, it's a wonderful profession, but the idea that you like you are raising three kids on your tattoo artist salary while fucking high roading your fucking like technical co- like very professional career-oriented sister is fucking wild.
0: Yeah, it's the whole thing is is, is difficult to separate. <laughs> it's like uh, all of this is shitty, but also all of this is all of them are fine except for that they're shitty about each other, which doesn't make any sense.
3: She could have been like, I wonder if there were any drafts of the script where she was like an accountant, a (laughs) lawyer, like, a like a nurse, like
0: disgraced congresswoman, you know, well, yeah, again, like,
3: it's just very weird. Like, you're right. It's just so weird how they do have her doing this very alternative career path. While judging so harshly someone also on a alternative she career path.
0: She only bath. does traditional Christian tattoos. That's you know yeah. she's,
3: oh, just, no.
0: she's just tattooing crosses. That's all she's doing. No. Crosses like, and Virgin Mary. That's it. I guess if you really
1: wanted to like dive into it, you could put the you could put Ellie as like, because she's a mother and also a single mother now and juggling her job with kids, like she still looks on Beth as a sort of like, well, you don't have, ch- like, you're not living your full life or you're not doing the fullest of, I guess, like, whatever she would think. Because I don't know how else you would think to judge this other person's lifestyle choice. So like, oh, she's traveling. She's doing all this stuff. She needs a dilapidated home with three children that she
0: can't afford. <laughs> that's the way to go. Like That's, that's the same resentment that, me, that my parents had and passed on to me, you know? Uh, If I was making
2: the charitable interpretation of it, I think these demons are conservative Christian demons. (laughs) And that what Ellie's character shows is that even people you love might not always be on your side. Like the demons possessing her show how these demons hate single mothers and they don't want women to control their bodies but that Ellie was already in that position somewhat to be like judgmental of other women and their choices. No, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded great, but it's not. Right? Sorry, Lynn, did yeah. you
3: want really to upon that? Yeah, I mean,
1: the, this, I was worried. This... We
3: were. I was worried when we didn't have Emily here, but rest assured. Sorry, lad.
1: No, it's fine. Much like I, I would say, Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Rise and the Evil Dead remake. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is not subtle in its themes. Any sort of thematic element that it wants to bring across is not subtle. It's about as subtle as a multi-armed lived monster going into a shredder at some point.
3: <laughs> there really is a point near the end of the movie where it just becomes like a reference free for all. Where it's just like evil dead easter eggs for days here's a shining here's the part where i watched aliens hey y'all remember human centipede
1: right yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's basically i'm gonna wear my inspirations and what i love on my sleeve and then i'm going to shove my face into your face into my arm so you get a better look at it <laughs> oh, i can see it from here no 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 you gotta get in there son you gotta see those pores so that's that's what i really feel about any sort of like the whole theme of motherhood like it start i mean the movie within a movie outside of that like that that the camping intro when we get the uh, the credits and everything what a great movie that could have been <laughs> but the whole element of motherhood the and are you a good mother have i will i be a good mother could i be a good mother etc yeah like all that you know that that is it, it's not so i i don't know if it's i'm trying to think of the word here because it's not a very conservative mindset i mean i, I like how you touched on the fact about like oh th- these could be because they are judgmental demons so i'm like oh that almost I feel like that hits it because that demon feeds off her insecurities as a mother and then reflects it back into her sister I means, you know, kind of a fuck up, but somehow is not really by comparison? I don't know. I, I don't know. This tattoo economy is doing really well. So yeah, I don't know. But I, I, like, I, I don't, I don't think any of the themes are subtle. I don't
3: know. My partner just texted me to describe Tattooing Ribs today as a breathing canvas. And that's the most Cronenberg-as-fuck <laughs> phrase I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's, that's definitely, um, if you've ever seen Cronos, yeah. yeah. If you've ever seen Cronos, it's really good. That that kind of gives the idea of that, too, a breathing canvas. Very, yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I don't think it wears, it. I loved it. I, I did actually like this movie, but I don't think it wears its themes well. Any sort of idea that it has, it's not its own, if that makes sense.
3: I mean, that's, that's the thing. Is that, like, it, it really does feel like I really, again, like as a movie, as it's something beyond my hangups about the evil dead and what I want from like tone wise in that series. I do think this is a good horror movie that does a lot really well. Like it succeeds in a lot of what it's doing. But it also absolutely feels like it is the I maybe have never seen all of these pieces put together, but I've seen all of these pieces in other movies before, and I liked them better in those movies, I think. Yeah, yeah that I, makes
1: sense. I found it a lot as like an entertaining like seven out of 10 or eight out of 10 where it's like you're not going to overthink. it, You're not going to run to your friends and be like, you have right. to see it, but yeah. it's a great way to spread a Saturday yeah. Or, like, you know, oh, grab yeah. some popcorn when it, and chill out. Look,
3: when it, the blood starts flowing, <laughs> it's great. Like, when the chainsaws start revving, people and like, yo, little girls start getting set on fire, fucking stab staffs. Like, oh once we finally, like, once we get someone coated head to toe in blood, it's glorious. I'm just not sure I want to wait 68 minutes for it to happen <laughs> in an Evil Dead that-
0: movie. Yeah, I, I think there was, like, there's a, there's a problem for me. I saw this movie first in the theaters, and then i I just recently watched it again for this. There's a problem for me early on that like was resolved by continuing to watch the movie of like the first half of this movie just having too much breathing room mm-hmm. it, it it goes slow. it takes a lot of time to like drill in these themes and by the time like shit gets real and i I will you know I will say and when we hit it the moment that like I just like sat forward in my chair in the theater and I was like, okay, let's yeah. fucking go. Like we're on it yeah,
1: now. That is the that's definitely it's not a glacial pace because of how the opening is. And you're like, oh, I've seen this movie.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Where will it go next? I I loved again how it's claustrophobic. Like it still yes. keeps mm-hmm. it, it keeps yep. it very minimal space, like a cabin, but you still have like the woods and the woods. I guess the closest analog when you have like the parking garage where like everything kind of becomes exponentially more visceral. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh,
1: But you still have that minimal space where the demons can do maximum damage. Well,
3: I think, Uh, I think they did a good job where it's like, when their protagonists are at their most helpless is when they are, in this very enclosed space, you know, this one hallway with like a deaf elevator and no stairs, or this, you know, cramped apartment. And then once we do get to the more open, you know, parking garage space, then it becomes a little more aliens versus alien and it's uh now more like a monster feature and we got like mm-hmm. shotguns and chainsaws galore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Obviously again, there are certain rules in Evil Dead movies. And this abides by them pretty well. I feel. Yeah. I feel that the old dead movie breaks a lot of the rules. Like you don't like everyone doesn't have to be a survivor. The okay. people who you think are survivors or will live out, you know, final per person scenario. No, it doesn't matter. I, I I think if you've ever seen the movie Cube, that kind of yeah. takes a, a, a similar rule too to that where oh, X, Y, Z has to live because of X, Y's, you know, they have to live because of these reasons. And, you know, story flow. No, actually, it doesn't. doesn't. Evil Dead can just do whatever it wants,
0: and it does repeatedly, and that's fine. That's what we've come to expect.
1: Yeah, this is this movie I...
0: operates on, a, like, a real nightmare logic, from the <laughs> oh, stairs yeah. just collapsing when there's an earthquake to, like, yeah. the elevator being uh, <laughs> sort of a... Yeah sometimes the, it's deadly sometimes it's not who knows what's gonna happen with the elevator to like the the possession spreading in a way that like is unpredictable you the fact that the building itself was built on top of a nineteen twenty three
1: bank is already like we're tur we're gonna just everything is crazy enough to just fuck you over in this you know fifty story or at ten story building or whatever might be right I mean. It doesn't really matter the location but because they they didn't go like all throughout like the different rooms or anything like that so i like again how they kept it minimal but i feel yeah. what i another positive note before we dissected or or vivisected into like the missives that hits when they were going mm-hmm. god damn
3: oh yeah like, there's some <laughs> great fights like fucking, like Danny versus Bridget is great, like yeah. that whole fight yeah, that
1: yeah. whole That's... fight that that whole fight was good, that whole just again it, it it's hard, you know, to fight your family and again, going back to what I just said, it did kind of breaks that rule it was like, oh well, you can't kill them, why not? They will die we they will die. It's not yeah. a problem for us, so I think kind of really hammering in that fact because there were just too many kids. Yeah, my and, worry... Yeah, they
0: weren't enough other characters to die either, like there's not I enough was, cannon fodder in this movie. Was the, yeah, yeah. I, was definitely,
3: I was definitely worried, though, there was going to be a point where it was like, oh, we found the third vinyl and that has a way of undoing the possession mm-hmm. while leaving them right. alive, that's, and I'm like, that's that would be re- that Yeah, like that would be. I get well, that would be kind of breaking the rules of evil dead because normally it's just like Ash did it, Ash fended it off by virtue of being Ash, but other (laughs) than that, it's like once you're dead-eyed, there's no coming back from that.
2: No, Danny's like, Danny's like, oh, you like that, uh, you like that demon album? Wait till you hear this, (laughs) right? Now we're going to play songs up for a new album, yeah. So, this one's all bops, no skips, I swear. I mean, there
3: is no, I mean, again, like what I do, like, like I said, I appreciate the horror comedy. That is generally what I want. But as much of a cinematic icon, Ash Williams is, I do think other characters could still fill that, like, great, memorable protagonist role without having to actually be like, at, literally, we're recasting Ash Williams. So. Yeah,
0: just like we talked about with Sydney and Scream. Like, I, I think exactly. If the series is going to continue, they have to have somebody who's not Ash leading it up. Yeah, I mean, we just to sort of like get some of the setup stuff from this first act out is like. Oh
3: yes, I'm sorry. We're still in the fucking recap. <laughs> no, no, I'm I, sorry. I,
0: I mean, they they find like there's an earthquake and they find basically like an old vault with a bunch of like church shit, a bunch of Christian memorabilia, iconography, various stuff in there. They find a series of old records and wouldn't you know it, a book covered in skin. Danny I'm sorry, to... and you're saying you're saying these are
2: not conservative demons. a Christian <laughs> capitalist demons with a
0: book made of human flesh. Are you kidding me? Well, this is an this, accounting book. this book is also uh it's also familiar with Harry Potter because it's got teeth now. Um, yes. Danny accidentally cuts himself on the the teeth and the blood gets absorbed and suddenly it will open, and there's a bunch of cool uh, heavy metal art in there. Um, <laughs> Danny decides to go ahead and play the recording on his giant sound system and like, Oh no, it it can't be stopped suddenly. And we get this Raimi zoom of the, you know, possession coming into the house and then getting his mom as she's coming out of the elevator. Now she's stuck in the elevator and thing rips out her earrings and binds her up. And like, this is a, this is, I think the first like horror scene of the movie proper is his mom sort of getting mm-hmm. uh, manipulated by this invisible force in the elevator which is, is also maybe the most, I think, Raimi horror section of this as well, because I mean, he does love doing, you know, fun uh bondage. effects. Yeah, fun bondage, bondage practical effects.
2: <laughs> is there is there a part of the Evil Dead franchise that explains why they need bodies in the first place? Like, an, an elevator works perfectly well for torturing and killing people.
3: No, I mean, the cabin is clearly possessed. I mean, normally it's just for, like, to- emotional torture, real. Well, I
0: mean, it's because they're- these demons are catty bitches. Like, well, they- uh, yes! damage. it's for the lols They know oh, to like, do emotional do damage to a the person. They can't just murder like, them.
3: That, like, it fucking possessed Ash's girlfriend just to fucking emotionally torture and also do a random, like, song and dance number <laughs> just yeah. for the lulls.
1: Uh, elevators <laughs> God, can be for self,
2: Brad. Oh. That's so uh, you've got to possess something with a mouth. Yeah, elevators mean, like- don't have children.
3: I mean, It's great to see he was
2: possessed. <laughs> it's great to see the elevator from the shining getting a work start.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the elevator is toast, the stairs are gone. Mom comes back, and there's something very wrong with her. She she pleads with Beth not to let it let it take my babies and then promptly dies. Religious boy from next door wants to come pray over the body. This is not gonna work out for him either. Beth is crying over and suddenly a message from Ellie starts playing on her phone, which was a nice that was a nice creepy bit for me. Cause like we all knew she was coming back at that point. And the message says she's burning inside. And then Ellie sits up and has a horrible fever and they throw her in a bathtub full of ice. And, uh, she, this bit where she comes out of the tub and says, Mommy's with the maggots now is like okay,
2: dog whistle. Oh, That's a dog good. whistle. Oh, uh. she's with the
0: maggots now. We
2: fucking know where she is. She's with us, Queens. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like a
3: maggot. I'm like, oh, like where was she on January 6? Recre- I thought you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. I no. thought you. I thought you were oh, still no, trying no. to push this like conservative demon. Maggots. Maggots. Uh,
2: no, yeah, I met those those maggots over there. You know yeah. the ones who are always you know swishing about. She's
0: with the maggots now. Like we got good it, Lord. conservative demon. <laughs> yeah, that line delivery is gonna haunt my dreams forever, though. The way the it's so good way, as that is just it's great. Yeah, she's got great upper arm strength, too. She's like at the top of the
2: tub, just hanging out, looking around. And oh, yeah. You shy. do you do rock climbing? I mean, you get
0: that power. I mean, the fact when you, have you no do the tattoos
1: this, and everything, yeah. You're tattooing. He, all it's all right, <laughs> she can crunch
0: boulders she's, with those hands. She's done her Ninja Warrior shit, just you know, yeah. Yeah,
1: the, the the why we're quickly talking about that line delivery, which is such a it's an automatic, like iconic line now. Like, I mean, it's only this movie just came out this year, though so it feels exponentially longer. It's such a great line. But I love how most of this cast is Australian and they pulled off really solid. I'm I mean, not though. Oh, yeah. I'm I struck. mean,
3: yeah, I. I mean, I didn't even realize any of them weren't American. So yeah, good absolutely. Yeah, great job. Yeah, that that was I think especially the kids. I think the point that I figured that out
0: was when I was like, why don't I know any of these actors? And Uh, like look people up and I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Alyssa Uh, Sutherland as
1: LA looks like she's been in a bunch of stuff, but I think there's just a lot of other actresses that may look like her. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they, they so they try to fight off possessed Ellie. It doesn't go well. She stabs Bridget in the face with the tattoo needle, ripping open her cheek. That's a fun one. It'll come oh, back. Oof, the yeah. eye
3: when when the needle is like oof. millimeters away from the eye. Oh, I, I had to look away. That gave me the the and the heebies.
0: <laughs> As she she then chases Beth into the hall. Beth gets an assist from the neighbors and pieces the fuck out. She <laughs> is just going to let them die. I mean, which like. Honestly, if it was my kid's aunt, like that's what I would expect. Like, let the neighbors want, fucking man? die. You gotta you're supposed to you're there to help the kids. Can I ask on a scale of one to ten, if you
2: how mad would you be if your neighbor's son got you killed by playing shitty music? <laughs> like, I'd be furious. Are you kidding me? Cause that fucking kid so no, wanted I've to listen Amadeus. to a shitty album on vinyl. <laughs> there
1: there isn't enough argument argument going on in the movie but also just even talking about the movie about how stupid the fucking DJ is. St- oh
2: that sense.
0: that kid you're just oh, like you some
2: expensive ass equipment like you're in destitution kid <laughs> sell it
0: yeah, um, I mean those those speakers do look like they fell off the back of a truck but they're like they're, they're nice big speakers yeah, I don't know. Look, sometimes
3: uh, tattoos get paid for in cash and sometimes they get nice. paid for in fair, speaker, equi- speaker yeah. equipment. You don't ask questions about, <laughs> of course,
0: things the IRS can't come after. Yeah, I mean, right. as We mentioned nice Christian boy gets his eye bitten out and it's then spit into his uh, his brother's throat to choke. Oh, on
3: him. glorious. Second. Fucking glorious. Best part of the movie.
1: That was also a good example of like progressive kid death in the sense that like, especially when they have the clip, what they're like knocking on the door to like hang out with Bridget. Yeah. And they're just like, no, no, thanks. And then you can see him like, he's about to knock again. And then he walks away and you're like, wow, that person really likes Bridget. Like what a storyline. Where will this like cheesy romance go? <laughs> and nowhere. It's nowhere. Nowhere.
3: dead. Man, that was uh, just like the, the super fucked up Looney Tunes that I <laughs> love this franchise for.
0: I do also love this chunk of the movie where like all of the like horror with the possessed mom is taking place through the like people, people. Uh, uh, the thing. You just sort of see her coming back and forth, murdering people. The, you know, the old neighbor with the shotgun shows up and shoots her. And then, you know, Scooby-Doo's back the other way as she comes after him. <laughs>
1: It's well done. The sequences are really well done. It's it is amazing that the like action set piece essentially, like when it really gets into like it it serves Evil Dead when it comes to the actual kills and the interactions, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and I mean this next this next bit is I think where I like sat forward watching the movie and I was like, all right, like I'm I'm into what it's doing now Mm -hmm. because like while mom is wreaking havoc in the hallway, everybody's got their own shit going on, Uh, like bridget's bit here where she's like trying to cauterize her wound with the like with the fire from the stove and then like shit starts coming out of her mouth and like she's spitting out gooey bugs and things are progressively getting worse and worse for her and there's like nobody around for her to get help from is is like that's genuinely terrifying stuff meanwhile like We've got you know the uh, Beth and they're finally listening to the third record, so they can find out that oops, there's nothing they can do about any <laughs> of this shit. And oops, then, like, all
3: fucked.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, oops, all fucked. Yeah, and then this bit with the mom like singing "Hushabye" to Cassie from outside the yeah. the door, like so creepy. And it's done. This so is the well.
2: one part where I thought, why isn't there like a corporate sponsor, like Schlage locks? Like, keep your family safe with Schlage. That's not your mother. It's Schlage. That is a powerful fucking door lock.
0: Yeah. It's it's not letting this demon in. She can destroy everything else, rip people's I, heads off and shit. But, like, it, she's not getting through I, this door.
3: I do like this subversion of the trope where now it's the creepy singing done to the little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, God, this movie. I know we talked about Motherhood, and again, this is me judging the movie unfairly. Because you're right, so much of the themes of the movie is motherhood. And instead of really exploring that and getting into the conversation with the movie, my attitude is kind of like, damn, if I had a fucking dollar for every horror movie about motherhood I've seen.
2: (laughs) Don't you love that the daughter apparently went to the golden retriever school of trusting people? Like, (laughs) bitch, stop. fucking I know how you get accredited at a school run by dogs i love <laughs> this <laughs>
1: i do have is it lore that like the denites basically whenever they touch they contract because like i found it really interesting that the power drill is what caused uh bridget to be like affected right because that's really the only wound she received from the mother and yeah I there's
3: sorry. a thing you know where like ash gets like his hand Wounded, and then like his hand becomes evil. Turns into where chop it up.
1: I just <laughs> wasn't sure if
3: it was. I thought it was usually caused by
1: scrapes, bites, whatever. Not well, she you.
2: she did drill
0: her own face with the drill. And oh, of course, yes, yes the blood Duh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the same time, we do also like all of the deaths are telegraphed in the pages of the book that we see early on. Like we see her with the, you know, the the girl girl's face with the ink creature coming out of it like this scene where beth finds her like on the counter eating glass and like oh that yeah.
3: was so gnarly <laughs> she's the glass poking through her throat on the way the down
0: ah, oh that like, was so that good. Was, that
3: was good horror. that
0: was the moment where i was like i i was i was fucked with this like i remember in the theater being like oh ah! <laughs> uh, and boy i would make that that same sound in motion again a minute later First she she says that like she like looks at Beth and says I gotta kill the creepy crawlies in my tummy and I was like oh my god this movie has so many like line deliveries like that that just that just kill and then uh, she, that Beth one would with give me cheese grater to the ankle and that's oh, wild oh,
3: oh again when this mo- this movie can be very creative with the violence which I appreciate yeah. and that cheese grater was. As someone who loves
2: to cook, it feels like they listed every fear <laughs> someone could have in the kitchen. Oh, what if someone just takes a box grater to your leg? What if you accidentally ate glass? What if you had a teenager unsupervised in your kitchen with the stove just on fire, full flame? Well, to be fair, that was heroic fire. Okay, excuse me. That's <laughs> <laughs> That horu-
3: that, horu- that fire, sa- well, it didn't save lives, but... <laughs> it kind of did later.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it, I yeah, I think whatever you say about the movie overall, I think I'm not, I don't like body horror. It's actually one of my least favorite type of like over horror stuff, but like it is really well done in this movie and like you were leaning forward, Jeremy, and once the shit started hitting the fan, I was like constantly covering my
0: eyes because I can't stand to
1: see fucking glass come out of someone's neck
0: while they're eating it. Like her eating glass was like already like bothering me, but the like Shards poking out of her throat. Ugh. It's just like watching it. I was like, Ugh. that is something I haven't seen in a horror yeah. movie like that. That and then the box yeah. cutter. Those are two yeah. things that I was like, I have not seen that before, and that is horrifying. Those were new,
3: uh, horrifying, violent thrills of movie making. Great.
0: Something new to be afraid of.
3: Again, this but- movie, yeah this this movie does do a lot well. Like for playing horror straight, like it's very. Creepy and hopeless and atmospheric, and it makes you feel like these people are absolutely fucked and have no way out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Beth decides that she's going to figure this shit out by listening to a record with noise canceling headphones on. (laughs) Be able to hear the shit coming through your doors at least. Um, Kids, keep it down. I'm trying to listen to my stories. (laughs) Kids, the damnation's on right now. (laughs) Creep it down. Keep it down. You gotta listen to the pastor. Yeah. yeah, it's uh so Ellie hears the cats in the vents and, and gets a an idea of how to deal with all of this. Bridget comes back and uh knives Danny to the counter and pukes blood all over him. <laughs> Danny flamethrows her, but that is too little too late. Ellie comes for Beth. Uh oh I, I we did forget. Possessed Bridget goes after Cassie and gets stabbed in the skull by Stephanie, Ooh, the, uh, yes. the spear with a baby doll head on. It. Just it's best, fantastic! Best character in the she movie. Comeback. Yeah, she, uh, she has a hundred percent success rate. Stephanie's doing great. Yeah, Ellie comes for Beth when she listens to the record, which is telling her currently that there is absolutely no way to win. The like dismembered, the priest dismembered all of his other possessed guys, and they uh, just kept coming at him, just their fucking arms and legs and shit. And we do get the uh, "I'll swallow your soul" here. Yeah, really.
1: What I was gonna say with the cat, this is like a good example of also a reverse trope. Yes, because like we were talking about Alien, and it's like normally the pets somehow help,
4: and instead this cat fucked everybody
1: in that apartment over. over. And it also just it did literally just show up out of nowhere. It's like, oh, there's a cat there. Okay, I'm just
3: glad this, this cat. We didn't have to say anything bad happened to that cat. I, g- I came on screen. I'm like, I can handle kid death. I can't handle kitten death. Yeah. I'm also assuming
0: the- since Ellie didn't have anybody to kill it in front of at that point, she was just like, ah, this is no fun. We the the idea
2: that so Beth is listening to this third recording and for some reason, the guy making the third recording didn't destroy recordings one and two first <laughs> it's infuriating. Like you I get that, I get the, the, you I can't get the book of it. the dead. Yeah, the book of the dead might not be destroyable, but certainly a vinyl record is. At least relabel them. You know, it's like label three is two and label it something first. no one would listen to. Uh, yeah, uh, label it church stuff, and no
3: one will ever fucking listen to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, now that's what I call Christian hymns. It's all your favorite songs sung by children. But this could have church, yeah. <laughs> you
3: could have laid. You could have put, labeled this Christian ska, given it to a record store, <laughs> and it would have just circulated from store to store, never being listened to once over
2: the so course of fucking fifty years. Safe.
0: We would be so fucking safe. Bids, Bob. Yeah, we also get a great delivery from Ellie here because Beth tries to, I don't know, like Darth Vader that shit. She's like, "You're still in there," and <laughs> the demon's like, Ellie tells her. Right. Ellie waits for hell Ellie waits in hell for you and your unborn bastard baby which like really just <laughs> again, driving it home again, at that point just really good delivery gets to the point
1: it doesn't try to it it doesn't try to over like have a certain way like a certain vernacular yeah and it can either go from like 1990s surfer dude to Shakespearean peasant and nothing in between. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, I appreciate at least kept in tone there. I will, I will tag on a little bit to Brent's earlier analysis in the sense that like talking about unborn bastard babies, talking about how, I mean, this is Christian conservative.
2: <laughs> he says, she says, oh, two souls? Like bitch, she just found out she's <laughs> pregnant what what is 6 weeks is 6 weeks
0: too late for you come on jesus christ <laughs> when that bit about two souls was delivered i was like that's a little that's a little right wing there just like oh yeah this this you know zygote that's like three cells at this point like that yeah, that that has a well, soul sure. i do think yeah. this
3: gets our coveted like move, main characters are women passes the backtail test still somehow not feminist yeah yes.
1: <laughs> Well, cause I, I definitely even like, when they're like trying to tear it out of her, I'm like, wait, so now the demons are like, now they're, now they're pro-abortion. Like, I'm just like, the when you like, obviously really try to read into stuff that isn't there, like I agree with you, it's like, they're like, no, we just made a movie about womenhood and mothership and all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's like, if you really, it's, you're exactly right, Ben, it's like, when you analyze, you're like, wait... You can really take a lot of bad things away from what they're doing,
3: and you know what? I'm honestly not given the way this movie just wears influence on sleep and just takes from other movies. Like, I'm honestly not sure if they truly were trying to, like, like portray a conservative message. Or if it's literally, they're just like, well, all these other horror movies with women protagonists are about motherhood, so ours should be about motherhood. And then they just kind of stumbled into this.
1: <laughs> and I don't know if it was stumbling. I don't think it was. I definitely do think, as Ben said otherwise, like the whole evolution of this script and how it kind of came about. Again, definitely, it it's sort of like the first G.I. Joe G. movie. Where it was supposed to be something else and then Hasbro took the script and like what if this is something else entirely because again no one will care about this. But the first G.I. Joe movie Rise of Cobra was originally called Accelerator about super soldiers who get super suits that make them super fast and strong. So if you remember that they get yeah. accelerator suits. Yeah. Nothing I in like G.I. Joe ever. Ever fucking like,
3: I he feel had like the Sigma exce- six suits. I feel like Accelerator also would have been a bad movie, but it probably would have been a lot more dumb fun,
1: right? I mean, I had followed G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, but that's neither here or there. Joseph,
3: Joseph Gordon Levitt was still playing Cobra Commander in both versions, right?
1: Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> what a world, what a world that would have been. So I I feel like this definitely had the right notes and elements to where the right ingredients where somebody was like, you know what this movie needs? An uncredited Bruce Campbell appearance that just ties it into Evil Dead. And they're like, wow, really? And they're like, yep, bye. This is what we're doing. If if this wasn't an Evil Dead movie, what would you have? What would you call it? It would be like a... A good title for her. You can't say mother because that's taken. You can't say mama because that's taken. You Home
3: Alone also alone. taken. <laughs> Home Alone, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it was um, originally a PSA uh, title. Don't leave stuff around the house. It becomes a weapon.
1: Right, right. Don't um, wake mommy. Could be a good <laughs> Yeah, cooking at Hell's Kitchen. That's always good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, know. Rent control. Like... <laughs> so... That's definitely a thing. Um, uh, I'm sure Jeremy will get to the notes about the actual structure and the history of the screenplay eventually, but that's it. I, it definitely plays off like something like that later on. Like, there's that whole middle where it's got nothing to do with anything, and then after that, you get the Evil Dead references, you get the chainsaw, you get the Bruce Campbell cameo, you get. All these other things. I don't know if people knew this, but he was the priest warning uh, on the record about. Yep. Yeah. Which there was a popular theory that it's actually a time travel, time displaced Ash. Who's that trying makes to. Sense. Who's trying to say like, no,
3: I can't tell you why, but, but. By the bad. time you get. By the time you get to Ash vs. Evil Dead, that's just the kind of thing that happens to Ash Williams on, like, a Tuesday. <laughs> right, yeah. That's that's just... That checks out. Yeah. Now, that's so, in the unfilmed season four of Ash vs. Evil Dead.
1: Right, right. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's a good chunk of this movie that's not connected to anything, and it may also be the best, best parts of the
3: movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's again, like talking about it now, like I, I rewatched it for tonight Uh and I didn't see it. I didn't see it at theaters. I saw it when it came to Max and just checked it out over the summer. It was like, I kind of wish I had seen that in theaters. It definitely would have been a uh, hoot and or holler situation.
2: So
3: I would have loved, yeah, especially God yeah. when she comes out of the bathtub and she's just like crawling up the walls yeah. and stuff. Oh, that's a plus,
0: just a oh, plus,
2: and she Fair. screams parkour. Yeah, yeah, great.
3: <laughs> parkour, bitch. Yeah, and I-
1: just yeah, just kick that run bitch in the face like old Samara from the Ring style. So yeah, it's, oh,
3: it's just great. I,
0: I can again. confirm it was it was great in theaters. Yeah, and I, I think like when we get to this, like, last bit here, where, like, they get in the elevator, and then the elevator floods with blood, and they, they were like, what if the Shining just didn't do enough with the elevator full of blood? They're like, what if the elevator full of blood had the people in it, and then, like, went down several stories, and emptied out into the parking deck? Uh, I do appreciate <laughs> that she, like, loses the child in the flood of blood for a moment. She's like, she's still, she's still or not? she's there. She's there. Good. <laughs> <Bad> <laughs> yeah." And we get, like, the the three now-possessed family members, the, the children clawing their mother open to climb back into her to form a a horrible monster in three parts that then follows them down to the parking deck where they get to have a final bass bo- ba- yeah, boss battle where finally we have uh, boomsticks and chainsaws because uh, right, yeah. you've seen before the old neighbor is actually like a tree service guy and has a, a whole like tree disposal truck down there as well as chainsaws and this creature does fucking throw a chainsaw at her at one point so <laughs> running I was like holy shit these these last 15 minutes
1: is just butt nuts insane yup and like again obviously evil day you have wolves you have a chainsaw you have ultimate beast monster sort of situation But
0: man. When they made like that rat king, just my my notes for this on here just say this scene is so fucking depraved. (laughs) Like (laughs) so I love I love John Carpenter's
2: style. Yeah. Mutilated awful monster. I thought the first time we see it full formed coming from that kind of misty. It's a very foggy parking lot. <laughs> it on. once it foggy comes through, parking like, lot? The yeah, blood's
1: would... vaporizing, so it's filling into the air.
2: But did it drive any of you guys crazy? I, I, it, it makes me insane whenever two characters are insanely close to each other, and one of them is a hulking monstrosity that is somehow able to sneak around extraordinarily <laughs> quietly. It drives me crazy. Like, yeah, you, you would know, know where just, it is. That's
1: just that's just demon walking. It's got I mean, eight legs. It's got eight I legs. I think that's a D- the ability the ability where you can just sneak around, just scamper. Do you know? Night
0: creep. Yeah,
1: yeah. I yeah, think it I makes mean, sense with
0: the deadites. Is like, you know, their their power set includes dancing while not having a head. And <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. The they're, they're like they're like the deadite rules are their own
0: rules.
3: They're on the Bugs Bunny rules. Powers were used for mm. evil, and <laughs> everybody else had regular fleshy bodies oh
0: my gosh yeah, yeah it's like no, that they have actually like, like spider ham's abilities like his spider Ham, like his actual ability part of it is that like the crazier things get the worse things get the more like cartoony he is able to be uh, so like that's that's very much how the deadites rules work is just like the more over the top it is the more it's like yeah it's a it's a beast made of three people who have clawed out the insides of one of them and like Yeah, of course it could sneak. Why not? Although oh, then- be honest, that kind of rules.
1: I don't know. I, I lived in Florida for a few years. And <laughs> you'd see those Sometimes. everywhere. I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, all I need to say. You did. That's just <laughs> that's just a flea market visit. Oh my but gosh. I mean, you wouldn't know giant dinosaurs are creeping around because of like weight distribution and like there's an actual science to alligators and crocodiles is there a science to this sin against nature probably not but no i, I don't know if it took me out of it but it definitely people not have release. bronwyn
0: on here to tell us as the science checks out here you know? yeah <laughs> all right <laughs>
1: Right. Let's look at the mass and the weight and the how does this actually not make any noise? This is now uh, scientifically horrifying instead of progressive one. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, I think it's I think it's interesting how, also how you Brett, you say you didn't like body oh, horror.
2: I do like body horror.
1: I did not. Oh, okay. All right. See so that was my confusion. because uh, <laughs> you're saying, I love John Carpenter and I was like, hey, No, no, no. I'm not okay. a coward okay. like Adam is. <laughs> yeah, I no. well no this I, is yeah. body horror monster bodies like, is, uh, i'm good for it's always like human body like torture poor mostly on the torture porn side but like just yeah someone's body becoming debilitated it's unless it's cartoonish and like the old evil dead ways and otherwise like some of the stuff this was like us uh, too too ripped new fear unlocked essentially like we were saying it's like <laughs> yeah. a little bit too, i think too this was down. i think this was pretty cartoonish I think this was total recall level old school monster movie kind of cartoonish.
2: I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have the same feeling about box graders now that I have about wood logs while driving on a highway. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a fear that's just going to linger there even more so than it did before. Well, it's I guess final
1: I Final
0: Destination 2. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, like to your point, Brent, a lot of the things that happened in this movie are things that I've been afraid of since I was a child. So like even seeing a box grader when I was a kid, I was like, that's going to fuck
2: your mommy up. And, and you're so great. And the greatest fear it. Adam had was being a mother. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: It made me think of when you were talking about the kitchen, like your biggest fears. I thought of Jonathan Frakes. Have you ever felt a box? Have you ever felt a grater against your skin? Have you ever eaten glass? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Jonathan Frakes, why are you... I don't know. It crossed my mind about thinking that. But yeah, it's such a good... That was a good scene, too. But no, you know, like, these last 15 minutes, we, we we get, you know, from an aesthetic level the stuff that we really associate with a visual cue of what we think of with Evil Dead. And I think without it i think it'd be a completely different movie um
0: but i don't know if it would be for the better yeah her, you... her wielding a chainsaw and saying come get some and then she chainsaws the giant monster into the tree disposal truck and then it just it just shoots blood everywhere um everywhere like, so many. Every, everybody is covered when in blood
3: she, when she is literally coated head to toe just like fucking scarlet red (laughs) it is just oh that's that evil dead goodness you like how easy
2: it is to just turn on a wood chipper and how ready they are to just
0: be switched on by a six-year-old girl
3: oh yeah i love that wood chippers are apparently child operable (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and ever since i saw steve buscemi go into one you know seriously my my favorite my favorite part about that too was
3: that children uh, operating woodchippers coming soon to a red state near you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> get them back to work, boys. Like the transformed Ellie Bridget, Danny. Like they were literally trying to grind the girl or grind Betha. Then it turns off, and they're just like, whatever. Like they don't bother to investigate. They like have this big plan. And they're like, well, fucking hell, I'll just be a bitch to you all over again. <laughs> until, <laughs> until 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 the tiny child comes from behind them turns the sucker on
0: you know well, how hard also, it is to get your kids together to do anything and just like get them all moving in the <laughs> same direction
2: uh yeah it does it i did like the kind of vibe of like buffy you know oh you couldn't kill this monster and they're like well we've had a lot of time to invent bazookas so we're gonna give it a shot like yeah. oh you got you got to do complete dismember it great we've got wood chippers, wood now. chippers. let's go for it
0: it's yeah uh yeah, flailing bits of flesh much... don't really uh Really, not capable of too much.
3: Yeah, like that priest. He tried like to. He was like, I buried him and it didn't work, and I stabbed him and it didn't work. It's like, I guess we have no choice but to dismember. I'm like, yeah, dude, fucking, Ash Figure that shit out in like twenty minutes. Like, where (laughs) you been at? (laughs) Did
1: you see how much blood the total film used? No. See, they had a.
2: It was seventeen hundred gallons.
3: Holy! Wow! My God! That's a <laughs> lot of blood. I
2: wish I, I I wish I had a way of uh, uh making that a capacity. I don't know what that volume of gallons <laughs> yeah. is. Is that like eight Olympic swimming pools? Is it one?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, if you need that in leaders, I d- I don't um, need that.
2: We'll let okay. the listeners, you know, yeah get in the comments.
1: Yeah. So that's that just seems, but as you were saying, when she's just soaked, uh, that's where a lot of that went. I mean, that's 17. 17- Hundred gallons. Oh, that'd oh, be a great
2: name for the it. movie. Seventeen hundred gallons of blood.
1: I I am glad you asked that question, Brian, because I just looked it up, and guess how? Like a swimming pool has six hundred and sixty thousand gallons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say like the budget was like fifteen to nineteen million. So the fact that they got so much going on, but I was like
2: that. You know, you can only afford so much blood with
1: that budget.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's like the uh, like the Barbie movie, how the. <laughs> The production of it caused there to be a shortage of pink paint worldwide. This caused a blood shortage worldwide. They used real blood. So yeah. many people who needed transfusion died.
3: But look, we got to make a was, movie. It was just realize.
1: blood that was going bad.
3: Yeah. Like, we got to oh. fill this elevator. We it was there. Di- it was discount blood. Yeah, the ex- it was coming up on the expiration date.
1: I can say at least like, what, probably 15... 15- hundred gallons had to just be that elevator's like shot alone.
4: Like
1: there was a lot of blood and everything else, but my God, to fill up that elevator. It just like the- for
3: they just got kind of formed a dunk tank and then just like and then <laughs> just, <laughs> just like Sam to Danny and like Achilles, like baby Achilles.
2: <laughs> this feels like one of those weird, you know, tech company interview questions, like, uh, how many tennis balls fit into an airplane? How many
0: gallons of blood can
2: fit into an elevator?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, it, it ends with the two of them walking away and then surviving. and then uh, we do get the reintroduction of Jessica right here at the end, who is, you know, as we're reminded, the beginning of this movie takes place, like, in this day, so Jessica is, you know, infected here by the, I, I guess, by the random blood that she's having to walk through to get to her car. Because the, the whole parking garage is fucked.
1: The most What's oblivious the, person on the... Like, the fact he, that she was just sleeping he, overnight, she's like, yeah, it was just a really
2: bad storm. I was like, like how did you not hear anything that was You didn't hear a gun go <laughs> off eight <laughs> times? <laughs> you didn't hear the entire stairwell <laughs> of your building collapse? Three people fused into a monster. You go <laughs> ahead. Hey, that's demon walking. So she literally, yeah, she that's walked, true. That's she, those are some good noise canceling headphones. That's
1: a good endorsement, <laughs> right there.
2: She walked in uh, into the parking garage and said, You know, I just, I, I can't, it was storming so much last night. I barely got any sleep. Well, then, bitch, what were you, what the fuck were you listening to if you couldn't sleep? <laughs> I couldn't hear anything.
0: Wild. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's the film, guys. We have so many questions about this one, uh, and I think we've already started yep. to answer what's usually our first one. Is this really feminist?
3: No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I I think it thinks it is.
0: I think it thinks it is, too.
1: I, I don't know if it, again, the motherhood seems subtle as a train wreck, subtle as family members becoming a monster, that you somehow can't see or hear. I, I don't know. I, I would never I would never say out loud, or at least recommend, like, "Oh yeah, that's a really good feminist production they did, <laughs> <laughs> like, let see old dad. Uh, I mean, it wasn't written or directed by a woman. I don't know, that doesn't have anything to do with anything really. I'm glad that Morgan Davies found work. He's in uh, the One Piece live action series as Kobe. Oh, I didn't know that. I like when trans actors can find work always. But no, I as, as been as been so pointedly, and also not subtly, but it thinks it is. But I would never consider Evil Dead Rises, as wow, well. such a feminist master. Yeah, I would. I would second both of you. I would also say, i I'm like, I don't think it detracts or like there's anything that's like, you're wow, you really kind of fucked it up. But I, I think it's like, I think it's just neutral. Like, I got It's like not yeah, good enough yeah, yeah. to be considered. It, it's like, not
3: yeah. don't. It's not don't breathe. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh my oh god. god!
0: Or that or, movie. Like my objections to the the Evil Dead remake are are largely along these lines of like the several of the female characters get possessed by deadites and the way that you can see, tell they're possessed by deadites is they start pissing themselves and like, ha- like having really humiliating shit happen to them. And I'm like, Oh good. That's a, uh, that's a great take. Yeah. But like, I think, I think, well, it would be disingenuous to, to say, like, with, with these particular themes that this movie is feminist, it does, like, have two very, or maybe even three very meaty parts for, like, female actors. Like, this, you know, this portrayal of Ellie as this, like, monster of the, the main boss of this movie, she is so fucking scary in this movie. Yeah. And it's such a, like, meaty part where she gets to deliver these great lines and, and do this great horror shit that is usually reserved for, like, you know, a white dude and a, a large white dude in a mask. And she, like, she really gets to tear it up. And and as much as Beth is not rounded in some of the ways that we maybe would have liked, I feel like that part is is really good as well. And as sort of like, she's a non-traditional final girl. I mean, if I could push back a little bit on
2: that, that my thinking about how feminist this movie is, is that it kind of hinges on Beth's storyline a lot. And she becomes this kind of badass in the last 15 minutes. But to me, it feels like strong female character type badass. Like, oh, you wrote a male and then replaced it with female at the end of your script. Because there's nothing that leads up to this, uh, that up to that transition that felt like, oh, I understand why her character had some transformation. Like there's nothing that she came to terms with that the the closest we got was like protect a child, which I think that basically anyone would do in that circumstance, whether you not, you had a relationship to it. And so it kind of just felt like it's divorced, you know, it's divorced from having a female specific character and it's not particularly interested in her having a larger arc. But they were going to pull the baby out of her, Brent. That was her journey. (laughs) She was
1: like, No one's getting this baby but me. And
3: she went from, I can't can't be a mom to like, Yes, I will be a mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gonna be a real mother. Yeah. yeah, She's like, John
3: Wick, like, Yeah, I'm thinking I'm a mom.
1: Yeah, and in that tone, because of that sort of progression, and her responsibility is kind of forced on her. Because, but, I mean, obviously she accepts it, but I don't think, no, I, I don't think that. it it, all, it is kind of funny because leading up to this, a few months leading up to this, people were in a riled up state as they usually get where shit they haven't seen before. But if people were, I say people, but they're, you know, yeah, people like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. people uh, with
3: air quotes yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're wondering if evil dead had gone full woke slash sjw because of the women leads yeah and even then by principle it's like that doesn't mean anything because again you've lost all meaning of the fucking word g one to use to describe something you're not to like i mean we had you know we had that's politically incorrect that's politi- whatever in the, the 90s and now again it's just a word that gets used because they can't say a slur so i was ready to defend this movie and i'm glad i like actually saw it just because on principle, i'm principal like who cares as long as it's good right. and it is good it's a solid like if we're giving this a number scale if we have to gun to head if ben came over to my house and was like, give me a number about this movie. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay.
3: Which I've seven- been known
1: to do from time <laughs> to time. Right, right, right. Give me a
3: number. Rate this.
1: Watch the solo. Baywatch
3: movie and tell me again. <laughs> give it a numerical score. Six point
1: five. But this would be like a seven point five, right? Eight. Seven point five to eight. Like sliding depending on like a day, but nothing above. It's yeah, not revelation. It's not revolutionary in any sense. I mean, people would say like, oh, you can't even say like it's women-centric horror because Scream did that, you know, 30 years ago. All, you know, most horror is women-centric. But the fact that Evil, you know, even it Rises makes women the victims, the heroes, and the monsters at the same time, that's neat. But I wouldn't say it's, it's feminist by design, if that makes sense. Well, it's, well I think you're I mean, I think, I like what you were saying, what everyone's saying it's it's almost like a production quality, like isn't embodying of women empowerment in the creation of the film? Right. In many cases, yes, from the content of the film, isn't actually like, you know, women-centric, feminist focused. Like I, I think I think it's like we keep saying, there's you can tell there's elements and threads pulled. And somebody, you know, took a women and gender study one hundred and one course maybe when they were writing this. But it's not as though we're like getting anything going back to your rating scale. It's like, we're not getting anything new from this conversation. It's not like 102 or 201 of women experiences. It's merely just what's the base level. It's, it's typically like when they make gay movies, like you get a lot of gay 101 tech content. So it's like everyone learns about coming out or everyone learns about XYZ. And that's all great, but like, we really, in order for things to really be where they should be nowadays, the story should be more complex than this woman's ready to be a woman now because she's a mother. And I think that's kind of the main thread, which doesn't feel like a great takeaway story for anyone. Where you just have Barbie, which is like anybody can do anything and be anyone, and this and that. You know, and that's not what Eagle Dead rights is going for. But you know, we if, if we're holding it to the standard, but it didn't didn't know it had to. I think that's like why it just feels off.
0: Yeah, I, I think interestingly for me, I, I feel like usually I'm the person that's like, yeah, maybe you did this thing. But, but like, what about the plot? And in this movie, I feel like, fuck the plot. Like the plot is not great. Yeah, the plot is 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 I could very easily leave behind. It's really yeah. just like the thing that this movie like that made this movie for me is Elizabeth Sutherland's performance as Ellie. Like she's so yeah, which is fantastic. Great. She's she, such she's a an good, icon. bad guy, and
2: her performance as a non-Australian was just incredible. Oh
0: yeah, and then,
3: <laughs> and when this movie, you know, is fucking like stabbing people and setting people on fire and busting out chainsaws and wood chippers and eating eyeballs, like I like, it can be a great time. It's just a, like you said. It's just I don't know. It's got some pacing issues. It's got some. uh you know, it's got some issues. I think, stand. I think, really, I think it's big issues. I think it has some trouble standing out amongst what's a pretty strong landscape for horror movies these mm-hmm. days.
1: I will say, real talk, I do think the movie probably could have been a nine or a 10 if they all just had Australian accents that they normally <laughs> <laughs> have.
2: Oh, oh yeah. I know. Oh, but there's that's, a bloody no, that right that's, a, that's a really good thing. Boy, it's coming at don't... us. Quick, <laughs> yeah, shoot I mean, it with your gun.
1: And then Danny could have said,
3: time to put a shrimp on the barbie and then lit his sister on fire. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: but that would have been, I think that would have been revolutionary because we've never had really, like outside of Army of Darkness, we haven't had Evil Dead outside of America. And to know that the book can just be anywhere, it doesn't have to be in this one location. The book has been gone for... When did the remake hit? 2013? Okay, so the book's been gone for like a decade. Like, it can't just wander around and be someplace. It doesn't need an explanation of why it would be in Australia. It just travels. It's a force of nature. So, I think that would have been interesting. Now, I don't think this needs to turn into a predator indifferent timeline scenario. But Evil Dead through... The ages, kind of what they were doing in Ash versus Evil Dead, I think it'd be kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Ash it, versus Predator, I like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you well, are was definitely something, right? right? You no? Okay.
2: Your comment about where,
1: you know, it's just making me think of Carmen Sandiego. Like, where in the world is the Necronomicon? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite new reality TV show for shit. It's very dangerous. Look, I think that would be really great. You have You have Keith David as the inspector, the commissioner. <laughs> and you assign paranormal investigators to find the book of the dead in the world. <laughs> this sells itself really. Actually, scrap this. No one needs to hear about this. We pitch this tomorrow.
0: I, I, Alicia, absolutely cut this, cut like this, cut would...
3: this idea yeah. is all ours now.
0: Max would make like four different shows out of that, two of them being reality shows. Like, just, you know, every, every week somebody uh finds the Book of the Dead in the house that they're trying to renovate. You know, <laughs> that'd be great. Like, oh, like the amazing race but like they're fleeing the demons that are trying to possess them. I was just going to say at some point, you know, we've got like the, the, one of the many couples that renovates houses. They just, you know, accidentally unearth the book and start trying to kill each other. That's a uh, great
1: I, that concept's as smart, but yeah, I'd be into that. I mean, there's
0: definitely going to be, I'm
1: trying to think of other evil Dead. Like there's going to be an evil dead cruise ship at some point, right? Like that feels to me like a good place.
2: Yeah. Evil dead takes Manhattan.
0: Yeah, no. It's all on a boat, baby. Just do the the Evil Dead burn notice crossover that everybody is dying for. You know, <laughs> just have Bruce Campbell meet Bruce Campbell. If it goes to Israel, the Evil Dead Sea. I don't know. See, that one actually makes sense. But it's spelled it's spelled
2: Evil Dead, comma S E E. The Evil Dead Sea. <laughs>
0: That's the one that takes place in 20
2: Chicago. Yeah,
0: the Evil Dead Sea. <laughs>
2: Yeah, watch out for the Evil Dead. It's Necronomicon. Uh,
0: okay. I, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about this, but I don't feel like this movie has a lot to say about mental illness or disability at all. Nor does it have anything significant, I think, to say about race or social justice that you know has uh no but i I do think
3: it's you know worth pointing out that uh morgan davies who plays danny is uh trans so we do have some cool trans representation in the movie even if danny does suck and end up causing all of the problems
0: well, and people was, can play characters that suck too you know well that's yes. what it was. that was like when the movie came out
1: there was a big kind of like twitter push of people saying like thank goodness for like actual trans representation where, where people can also be fucking idiots just like any other kind of representation right, right, yeah <laughs> yeah i i think the thing about that though is we don't know if danny is trans
3: Oh, like there's nothing, there's there's nothing indicating that he is in the movie beyond just having a trans actor.
1: Yeah, it's just a trans actor playing. So that was something I I thought I was waiting to see if they would actually incorporate that. They didn't. And that's again fine, that's not a staple of the story, but
0: yeah. Yeah, And it's sort of a question of whether it's better or worse if they do, right? Like, you know, if uh, trans people should just. Be able to play any character that's the same gender as theirs. Like, it shouldn't be like, it has to, they have to be a trans male character for a trans male to play them. But also, it is nice to have that representation of a story. So, yeah. fuck who knows.
1: I'll headcanon it that they're representing as a character as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's definitely one of those things that, like, if you want it to work, it can work.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's an anti
2: class message. Uh, poor people deserve bad things to happen to them, is what the demons say. Christian conservative. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like what's the what's that the social social deification theory? Like you're good, you're rich because God uh, loves you so much. These heathens who are tattoo artists, you know, they deserve to be punished for being single mothers.
0: I mean, I really right. would like to see no, some deadites yeah. killing billionaires. That is maybe where this series really we, we already yeah.
1: yeah. Evil Dead of Wall Street. Perfect. Yeah, Evil <laughs>
0: Dead pur- Evil Dead Purge.
2: But there it is go.
1: true. If you do, yeah, if you want to go, if they would like to, and I, I agree that I'd like to see it kind of swing back a little bit more towards the ridiculously insane camp, like, then you, yeah, you have to choose victims that are very enjoyable to watch die. And as much as I, like, appreciate kid death inside of a movie, it was sad, obviously, without them die <laughs> Very very hopeless, like you're saying, Ben. So,
2: can we isolate that quote? I appreciate Kid Death, and you just send <laughs> because that. To I us. appreciate
0: Kid Death. Yeah, uh, There goes yeah. my office, right? And I That's of the
2: letterboxed
3: review. I appreciate <laughs> Kid <laughs> Death. Yeah. Five stars.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we already really covered the question of of LGBT rap and this thing. Uh, there, there isn't any, but there is possibly implied and you know, active representation. I, I feel like the. Bridget, the daughter, definitely could read as queer coded, but there's really not anything in the story to like back that up.
1: I had that same reaction. Like, I was trying to uh, make sure I hadn't missed anything or forgot anything because I, I just naturally assumed that maybe it's the short hair. So that's probably a biased judgment, not my, my part. I was like,
0: she's serving, she's serving queer. I love it. <laughs> they're Gen Z teens. Of course they're queer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really uh, the only other question is, uh, would we recommend this to people? Do we think it's worth them seeing it? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: I would recommend it to someone who is looking for a horror movie. If you're someone who loves, you know, Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, but, you know, isn't so much of a traditional horror fan, I wouldn't recommend this for you. But if you just want a traditional horror movie, absolutely, you'll have a good time.
1: It, yeah, it's like if you can't make it to a haunted forest or house in October, this is the perfect movie to watch with a couple of friends and some like drinks. It's like a perfect, like entertaining movie. And then you'll never think about it again. Unless you're on the podcast. Now about
2: I'd probably give it a three out of eight bodies fused together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's technically a
0: nine out of eight if you count yeah. each of
1: those three people
2: yeah
0: yeah so i i i would recommend it i enjoyed it i you know wanted to watch it on here again and talk about it i think i would recommend it to people with like one very notable exception that being my wife who's like trigger on horror movies is over oh, yeah. in danger um, if you can't um... handle Dead this is like kids. children in danger. The movie, it does, yeah, it does not give a shit. It will kill all the children. Whereas she's like, like the first time that I've ever left a movie like ten minutes into it was like when we went to go see Beasts of the Southern Wild while she was pregnant, and, and like ten minutes in, she was like, "Child in danger, cannot continue to watch this movie." Oh my God. <laughs> Up and out in the middle of like ten minutes into the movie, and I, I watched. I remember watching this by myself because it was like a weekend the rest of the family was away doing something and i was like yeah this is the only time i've ever seen this movie there's no way that i'm watching it with any of them so yeah like it's it's incredibly gruesome uh dark in some places and and they will straight up murder some children in this movie but if you're into that then it's fun it a great time yeah
2: do we have like it's uh... very accessible it's very accessible horror in my opinion that if you're like if you're not super familiar with a lot of uh, horror references, if you haven't seen 8 million, it, the mother is evil type horror movies, this is one I think that's like a nice entry point yeah.
0: for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So can help you rise through your uh, horror movie journey. Mm. Um, do we have Full any uh, recommendations for people this week? Uh, ben, did you have anything to recommend? Ben? Uh, I
3: would, sorry, I would recommend, well, if you want to keep just bad times with families going, uh, you know, give Hereditary another spin. Doug, yeah. We covered it on the podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then,
3: yeah, and then listen to our episode about it. Give us those sweet, <laughs> sweet downloads.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Leon. what about you? You got recommendations? I haven't seen it yet, so I can't
1: recommend it. What I hear no one will save you is... Absolutely killer. Yeah. So I'm gonna check it out. I think this weekend. I'm excited. I'm excited when the horror aficionados in my life were basically like, yeah, this is it. But I'm always wary because sometimes they will hype up something like Baba Duke. And I was just like, that is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> oh, no. it made me want to not kill a kid, but like
3: <laughs> if something not, not kill a kid, right? Man, I, know, I lo- never man. kill a kid. Oh man, I but love
1: Baba Duke. Didn't it make Look. you terrified to flip through a storybook, just like the no. box creature? <laughs> no, 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 no. But man, because I'm, I'm I'm compiling a list right now for movies for the the spooky time. I don't know. I'm I'm still a sucker for uh, It Follows. I'm still a sucker for It Follows. It follows is so good. I would say It Follows is feminist. I would also recommend Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula because it's always a banger. People who don't like that movie are cowards.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, that, but I remember we we talked about that movie and uh, how it should have won an award for most directing. <laughs>
1: yes. Everyone is directed by somebody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on on that screen at any given time. Sometimes somebody, people might argue too much. That's a coward's perspective.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh, you no, know, we don't listen to such small minds who lack a no. vision.
2: Uh, Brent, did you have anything to recommend? Uh, yeah. So am I just uh, recommending like a movie or uh, like a horror know, whatever movie? Whatever you want. I mean, I'm whatever okay. you want. Uh, well, uh, it could be a nice uh, cookie recipe if you uh, like. A horror movie, a horror movie I really like Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. It's I do love that first one. It's a terrifying film. <laughs> No, uh, if I was going to recommend uh, something that's related to this horror and uh, you like dead children, check out He's "Something Is children. Killing the Children." Well, uh, yeah, volume series by uh, James the fourth. It's fantastic. I can jump in. It's old now, but in
1: preparation of, I think, what is it, Mike Flanagan's new house with Usher? i just recommend that. I'm it's going to be amazing. But if you oh, haven't yeah, seen, that was great if you haven't seen midnight mass you should watch it immediately it's a really excellent limited series probably my favorite of the ones that have come out so far except for maybe the original hill house one but in general yeah i'm just so excited he's such a good personality he's a great actress like i'm just he really produces the horror that i enjoy so i would have definitely checking it out
0: yeah i enjoyed that one as well i went on a a Flanagan rampage about this time last year <laughs> went through all, all three of his Netflix series. Oh, except for what, out. Midnight oh, Club? The Club?
1: What's the kid one is not good.
0: Yeah, it's, I haven't seen that one. That's the that's the only one more, I stopped at.
1: We need more kid death than I think. I stopped because there were so many children dying. And
0: your trigger your trigger is I'm,
1: not
3: kid death. I was gonna say I'm the opposite of your all your of
1: barnager, these kids right? survived.
3: I hate it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, don't <laughs> d- don't worry. the The kid survived, but uh, the the true killer was Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right.
0: Mm. Yeah, I am. I'm watching a bunch of TV shows right now, trying to catch up on some things. The only thing I'm watching that's very like horror centric right now is uh, we're watching The Other Black Girl on Netflix, oh, which is yeah. um, Hulu. Oh, sorry, yes, Hulu, and uh, I am. Not sure about that. Uh, Yeah, we're we're three (laughs) episodes in, and it's, I don't know, it might turn it around, but so far it's low on the creepy. From what I understand, the book is like 75% workplace satire, 25% creepy stuff, and uh, that's basically, it seems like they just got the creepy stuff started earlier, and it's just sort of very slowly building into something creepy, while mostly just being a workplace thing. But they do have the actor who plays Will and Will and Grace as the like menacing, menacing publisher character. <laughs> and so, like, I wanted to see him being menacing. It's an an interesting attempt.
1: Well, if, am I? Do you always watch slasher on Shutter at All I I swear that he was also the bad guy in that, and that's why I'm just thinking like he's now typecast. I guess as I'd have to look that up, but I'm like, sadly, I did see it, and it is
0: awkward yeah yeah, i I wouldn't entirely recommend that one it's worth checking out it has some directors in there for like we've watched stuff for on here and and talked about the what i would recommend that i'm watching on on hulu right now is this third season of only murders in the building which is fantastic it's getting ready to wrap up but like taking a movie taking a show that's already that good and already has that good of a cast and adding meryl streep and paul rudd to it is just like it feels like cheating
3: <laughs> oh yeah it's such a
0: good show yeah and, and meryl streep is great in it. i'm i'm excited to see how they well, i'm so surprised she, she <laughs> <Yeah. sure is. laughs>
2: oh meryl streep sucks <laughs> she's
0: terrible she, in this she's very like underplaying in a way that is not very like very like meryl streepy she's you know playing a like an, an older woman who's been trying to break in as an actor her whole life and you know has has had little to no success with it. So like she's she's playing the opposite of her, I guess. Yeah, that's that's been fantastic so far. And that's almost wrapped up. And if you haven't seen the first two seasons, they're all on Hulu, you should absolutely check out that show. Especially if you're listening to a podcast right now. Yeah, so that uh that wraps it up for us. Uh wanna see if uh you guys will let people know where they can find out more about uh you and what you do online. Uh Land, did you want to start that off? I can do that. Google me.
1: It's pretty easy. I'm the only <laughs> one of me. I'm a Baltimore. I live in Baltimore. If anyone is the Third Eye uh, regular, Third Eye Comics regular, hit me up. I'm always trying to find new comic people out here too. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. <laughs> it sounds awful. At Pitstoff, P I T T S E D underscore O double F. And then my Instagram is just my name. Again, I I'm pretty much me across the board i'm on blue sky is my
0: name i'm everywhere you everywhere omnipresent land um, <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's exhausting <laughs> so here adam what about you uh
1: yeah so my personal handle is adam k-o-u-s-s-a-r-i for insta you know for homeless appear podcast there's you loved us there's three more of us on our own podcast <laughs> On a weekly basis, where we talk about the MCU, X-Men, you can find us. And again, I think mentioned before, Jeremy Bend, you're on our creator, Crush, which is where we talk to people in the industry that are doing amazing things, particularly in comics. Uh, And so, you know, we can find us on Twitter. I mean, we're not talking about X, but it is almost appear X on Twitter. And then it's almost appear (laughs) podcast on Instagram. We did that first. We did that first before Elon Musk decided to find a really
0: good social media platform. That's such a good name. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and Brent, uh, can you let people know where they can find more about you as well? Well, sure. Adam's already
2: plugged our podcast, Homo Superior. But uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Mr. Brent Wingate, W-I-N-G-A-T-E. Uh, if you want to find me on America's Test Kitchen in the comics, it's Bakes a slut x six nine. Get it, get at me.
0: <laughs> All right. And uh Uh, Ben you want to let people know where they can find you
3: Yes well in addition to Finding me here on progressively horrified Every Friday uh, You can find me at benconcomics.com Subscribe to my newsletter And also find me on Twitter at at benthecon And uh, make sure to go Check out L. Campbell wins their weekend uh, My middle grade novel About a non-binary 7th grader Trekking across town to meet Their celebrity hero which is out Now in bookstores
2: Rats.
0: As for me, you can find me at jrome58 that's J-R-O-M-E 58 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Jeremy Whitley on Blue Sky and Tumblr. Um, and then you can find me right here on Progressively Horrified every week. And you can also find me in the bookstore in November when School for Extraterrestrial Girls book two is coming out by, uh, by myself and Jamie Noguchi. And then, of course, you can find the podcast on Patreon. You can find it at progressivelyhorrified.transistor.fm and on Twitter at Prague Horror Pod, where we would love to hear from you. Speaking of loving to hear from you, we'd love it if you rate and review this podcast. Wherever you're listening to it right now, it helps new people find us, which helps us keep doing this thing, which in turn really just benefits you, right? That's that's the way all of that works. Thanks again to our guests for joining us. Guys, this has been a ball. We can talk about this movie all night with you guys. Thank you. I can talk about Kid murder. The
2: rest of my <laughs> yes, I'll t- I'll talk about kid murder long after they're gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fantastic! Thanks as always to Ben. Thanks to all of you for listening. And until next time, stay horrified.